What's up, everybody? It's the Commissioner here. Want to let you guys know that we have another great episode in store for y'all today. A little different because, you know, we've been banging it on these last few weeks with some great and amazing guests. But this week, you're going to have to take a step back. It's just going to be me and the GM, the original, the OGs, the hosts of this podcast, the Summit State of Mind podcast. So we're going to be here today. We're going to discuss a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about um, the Summer League, obviously, which was a big deal. We're a little bit overdue on that. Apologies. Uh, we just had a lot of different things going on, um, different things that we had to do, different things we had to take care of. But we're definitely going to zone in on the Summer League review on this episode. Going to talk about uh, the four draft picks, obviously, and how they each performed evaluations for them, uh, for Jalen Green, Alperin Sangoon, Usman Garuba, and Josh Christopher, as well as a few others. Uh, just the overall games, a 3-2 and two record in the Summer League, and things that we like, things that we didn't like and so on and everything in between so we're going to be talking about that we're also going to be talking about um what's also been going on these last few weeks we go ahead and talk about uh the different guests that we've had on the show the amazing guests that we have we that we have had on the show so we talk about that as well and then we go home on a summit stradamus once again summit stradamus makes another another appearance here with myself and the gm you know to predict a few few things a few different things uh, where the players are going to stand when the season starts so be on the lookout for that as we progress through the episode it's a fun episode episode going back to myself and the gm no guests no fritz no frills just straight up gm straight up commissioner on this episode so go ahead and gear up get ready grab a drink and enjoy and welcome once again to the summit state of mind what's up everyone this is ray aka mr fundamental and you are listening to the summit state of mind podcast at times I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child This is my chance to escape today Hello everyone and welcome to the Summit State of Mind podcast The podcast of dream shakes and stepbacks And everything Houston Rockets And I am your host Justin, the GM. I'm a man making moves. And to my right is my brother, my tag team partner, the commish, the champ, Kenny. Kenny, what's going on, brother? Good intro, man. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, that You know, I've never been... I, I know that, like, it's usually few and far between when you do your intros, but I, I just never know how to respond when... Because now I'm the recipient of the intro. So, I you know, I, I catch the lob and I got to finish and I don't know if I can finish properly. But I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it's it, Let me see if I can do it like Jim. It's Sunday. Uh, I got, got to run some errands, got to wash the car. And, uh, you know, not, nothing too crazy going on in Rocket Land. But uh, I'm doing good otherwise. So, yeah. So, all good all good on this front. So, good intro, good shit. Poundskis, GM. Poundskis, Poundskis. Yeah. Good shit as always. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I had an eventful Sunday. I was uh went to brunch and uh nothing too crazy. Watched mm-hmm. more of my favorite TV show, Ted Lasso. Shout out to the boys who watch boys and girls who watch Jesus that Christ. show. Free plug. Sorry. Free plug. Love that show. <laughs> For Ted Lasso. But yeah, so we watched that and that's good. Called it a good day, you know. It sounds like a good day. That's a yeah, shout out to Ice Cube. That it was a good day. <laughs> I like, appreciate that. That was good stuff. That's always good stuff. I still need to watch Ted Lasso. At some point, I'm going to watch Ted Lasso. I'm going to make it a point. Uh, it's on my it's on my playlist. 
along with Clone Wars from Star Wars. Shout out to the Young Bucket, who keeps reminding me to watch it. Still haven't watched it, but at some point I'll watch it. As you so, should. Yeah, no, for sure. So, we got a lot. Uh, well, not a lot, but we just have a few things that we got to talk about. Obviously, it's been a pretty big uh, last few weeks, GM. What did you say in terms of our podcast? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've had a lot uh, a lot happening. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we apologize to those that, you know, that we're, it's just us today, so. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, you're just going to have to make do with the, with the regular host. Sorry. We, 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 did, we didn't mean to break hearts. We couldn't pull a rabbit out of the hat on this episode. No, 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 no. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're still a Houston Rockets podcast, but I guess it was pretty cool. Uh, really <clears throat> awesome, actually, to have Tessa on episode 42 and then to have Von Wafer on episode 43. They kind of went back to back. So, I mean, just I, I guess just to catch up on, just to recap on it, because we weren't able to, and we'll talk about the Summer League, uh, that'll be the meat and potatoes of this episode, obviously. We apologize that we weren't able to talk about the Summer League sooner. Um, we had these guests on, and, you know, when you have these those types of guests, that type of respect and rep, you, you just kind of want to make sure you that, that episode comes through. So we wanted to make sure that we got it with, in with them. And we're very appreciative, Tessa and Vaughn, if you're listening, we really appreciate it once again that you got on our uh, podcast and continue on for future episodes obviously but um what, what was your what was your experience uh just like gm for just having a tessa barrera who's you know first female guest obviously and uh and having someone from the nba from the league like von wafer on a podcast going two weeks back to back um it was very humbling to have people of their stature give us their time um especially when their free time you know they could be doing anything um, but they decided to give it to us, and to me, I think that's extremely humbling, and it's really cool, and we were very excited. But also, Absolutely. it was really awesome to be able to break the minds open of them. You know, we were able to hear about Tessa's origin in regards to not just sports, how she got into the sports world, and what she loved about it. I thought it was really cool and extremely informative, and obviously, we wouldn't hope to have. A, more female guests join the podcast eventually. Yes, but, yes, this is the yes. We're know. talking to all of you, all the female guests out there. Please, I mean, if there's anyone that I mean, we're not begging, but I mean, if any of you guys want to meet us at the summit to talk rockets, I mean, we're always here for it. So, I mean, that's what it is, right? We're the platform for that. Yeah. We're the platform to speak your mind, whether it be positive or negative, towards our Houston Rockets, or to reach out to you in terms of uh, your life and your career. If you have a story that you have to tell and you want to tell it, we like we are very happy to do it for y'all. Yeah, we're always here to talk shop. Absolutely. And then in regards to Vaughn, um, we thought it was so cool to be able to have him on. We thought that it meant a lot, especially because of the fact that he was a former Rocket. He was there for such an important time of the team. Mm -hmm. We had to really get over that hump, and he was such a huge part of getting us over that hump of the first round going into the second round. It doesn't sound so, like much to people. Like I realize that um, if you probably listened... It doesn't sound like much, but even when you mentioned it, it was so minuscule when you mentioned it too, like the way you said it, because you were like, it's been 12 years, like, and you said it so calmly, but man, living through that time, I mean, 12 years of just not getting able to get through the hump, you know, Dallas, the Dallas loss, back-to-back losses to the Utah Jazz, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it uh -huh. was just so heartbreaking, and Vaughn, you know, maybe we still get past the first round, maybe, but... I even then, like you needed that with you needed that with Vaughn. You may have you may not have even been the fifth seed. You might have dropped to like a sixth or seventh seed. Absolutely. Vaughn won you a few games. Absolutely. So let's put respect in the man's name for God's sakes. Come on, Vaughn Wafer, a beast. I'm still one of his biggest fans. I'm sorry. 
I geeked out. I, I openly geeked out. I don't give a crap what anyone thinks. I I openly geeked out. And if you have a problem with that, well, fuck you. So that's that's really real. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, you know, kidding, like like in regards to that, like we lived through it. Like no, yeah. like if you were a fan from 2005, 2008, when T Mac first came to Houston, like. In regards to that, like the heartbreak over and over and over again, especially of two game seven losses, one to Dallas, one to Utah. One yeah. was a blowout, mm-hmm. and the other one was such a close game, and we choked it at the end. Yep, so yep. as a Houston fan, we were always conditioned to a team choking. But those years, especially those three playoff losses, were what basically conditioned us to always believe that we will choke. So in regards to that, it's – such a huge deal yeah and agreed. if you were a part of that time and you understood the feeling of how we felt awesome man because to see vaughn and hear him talk about it was huge you know it's wonderful mm-hmm. to be able to hear and to dig into the psyche and to hear what happened in the background yeah so well, i think agreed. that's that was really cool and it's just i will take it any day of the week. Yeah, for sure. And then especially considering that uh, it's not going to be the only episode, if you guys have read it on Instagram, but go ahead and stay tuned, guys. Uh, we'll mention it more towards the end of this episode, but be sure to stay tuned, because uh, it's not going to be the last you hear of Von Wafer, so just stay out, stay tuned for that. All right, GM, good stuff as always. Always always appreciate the input. Let's move on. Let's talk about what's very what's been very important, what the people have been clamoring for. Uh, we've had We've had fans ask us, um, when are we talking about the summer league? Uh, GM, commissioner, when are we talk? When are y'all going to talk about the summer league? Well, once again, we apologize. There's been, you know, we had guests come on the pod, but here it is, right here for y'all's wonderful listening ears. The Houston Rockets summer league, full swing here. Uh, we played five games in the Vegas summer league in the Thomas and Mack Center. Shout out to Thomas Mack, one of Gian's best friends. Um, <laughs> I always think of that when I think of him. Uh, the Thomas and Mack Center in Vegas. So we we started game one against Cleveland. We beat them eighty four to seventy six. Game two against Detroit, whooped that ass, 111-91, to uh, played Toronto and lost, 76-92, uh, to played Orlando, lost again, 89-76, to and then, of course, the dramatic come from behind, Clutch City making an appearance in Vegas, uh, win against Portland, 95-92, uh, to so obviously, um, big games, big games all around, so let's, let's dive into it now, GM, um... I mean, we gotta talk about the number two pick. Obviously, we got that. That is obviously the one thing that we gotta talk about. This man right here. Let me just throw you his stat line. Jalen motherfucking Green made made his presence known in just three games. I won't even say three games. What was it two two and it a was half? Like two and a half. Two games. and a half. My God. So twenty four minutes a game. Twenty twenty. I mean, sorry. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four minutes per game. He averaged twenty points on fifty percent. Uh, shoot fifty percent shooting, fifty percent from three, which is obviously not. Um, it's going to be a little skewed because you're playing against summer league talent. It's not which sustainable. Is, it's That's not sustainable. <laughs> he only played three games. I mean, my man can average 15, 50. About to be, he's about to go down as the GOAT, greatest player of all time. <laughs> but uh, where we stand now, I mean, I mean, GM, 20 points a game, about four boards, two assists, about half a steal, 50% from three, 50%, 50% from the field, 92, I mean, 93% from the free throw line. I mean, if I just throw those stats at you right away... What's your overall opinion of Jalen Green uh, during the summer league? I thought he looked really good. Um, there were points when he wasn't looking as comfortable, but he shot the ball very well and he shot the ball very confidently. I'll say that. Mm. But the one thing that I will say was what was extremely impressive was the second game against Detroit 
when they they started the game and immediately doubled him. And you could see that the strength of not just the team, but specifically Cade Cunningham, who was guarding him in the first half, was they that doubled him off the shoot. They doubled him immediately. Good I mean, God. If, I mean, <laughs> I think it's it it shows a lot of respect for Jalen. They're trying to sh- trying to throw him off. But in my mind, I'm, I think I don't know if this is a hot take, but I feel like that's kind of disrespectful to Cade. I think Cade should have locked him down individually. In my in person, my personal opinion, oh, if agree. he was out to prove a point, you don't need your teammates' help at the start. Lock him down off the start. shoot. Yeah, I mean, what did what did what did uh, Chicago? Well, not Chicago. Well, Team USA with MJ and Scottie Pippen. They didn't mm. double Tony Kukoc off the shoot. They just guarded him ninety four feet, which is great and wonderful but yeah. i'm just i'm picking at straws here but the the one thing that i will say about that game specifically was in the second quarter and going into the third half that i mean sorry third half the second half the third half was where <laughs> was where the team and jalen made adjustments and they put yeah. him in a position to succeed and because of that that's coaching mm-hmm. and execution by jalen mm-hmm. and not just him but the team so i believe that because of that, that he is coachable. He was playing very well off the ball. He didn't dominate it as much, but you could tell that he did want to take over these games. Wait, GM, are you telling me that a shooting guard, a shooting guard on the Rockets, played off the ball? Is that what you're telling me? I guess so. Did you just say that? I did. Oh my god, well that deserves another hype check. You're telling me another guard... Played off the ball, for yeah. God's sakes. Who would have thunk? The beauty, the beauty of it. I'm sorry. The beauty of it, just getting to see a shooting guard. And I completely agree with your takes. Def- the, the, you talked about a lot of the positives. Yes. So let me, let me you know, dive into it. Guess, guess a little bit of the negatives based off my naked eye and what I was seeing. Um, he tried very hard defensively, which is great. Um, like I said, the talent is summer league talent, so you're not going to see anything outside of maybe the top picks, outside of a Cade Cunningham. Outside of an Evan Mobley, which they always try to get the switch on him in Game Two against Cleveland, yep, he always try to get the switch on a Jalen, and then uh, he did work on he did work on Jalen a few times, but uh, but the, to the point though, Jalen Green was he got not lost defensively, well he did get a little lost defensively, and then also what the two, the other thing that I noticed is it was his it's the way that his uh, body is because he he's still new, I mean he's fresh out of not even college, fresh you know freshly new. So he doesn't have an NBA-ready body. That's the first thing I noticed right away. Yeah. Um, especially in Game 2 against against Detroit. Cade, you, I mean, if, on individual matchups, I mean, Cade was cooking him. I mean, let's not deny it. He made him fall at one point. He was yeah. he was bodying him, driving to the rim. Like, he obviously has... Cade Cunningham has exactly what we wanted, like, in terms of having an NBA-ready body, an NBA-ready mindset, an NBA-ready leader. He's yeah. all of those things, and he proved it. Yeah, he was doing everything he could. It's just obviously you're you're. It's Detroit. Detroit's still a, a crap town. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna be honest. They just don't have many great players. And you know we just had overall more talent. And I think that's obviously what won the game for us. But Jalen's body, his weight, his him being scrawny because he is pretty scrawny right now. Um, he's straight up off the wall Michael Jackson status. So you know it's it is <laughs> he's dancing to rock with you. Yeah, he really moment. he really is. I mean, he's the living embodiment. He's the reincarnated version of Michael Jackson. So he's obviously already my favorite player. But um, I think his body type right now it's gonna but it's gonna get better. I mean it, that that comes with the territory. Michael was as skinny as hell when he first came into the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe was skinny as hell. 
into, when he came into the league. That's just what comes with the territory. Typically, really good NBA shooting guards, when they, especially the great ones, every time they come in the league, they always come in a little scrawny. Yeah. They understand it. They are, they're going to know it. Um, so they're going to put on that muscle to, 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 con- to be, I'm going to use your word, to be conducive to their, to their own personal success. Yeah. So they don't get bodied around defensively. Yeah. And they can be the one to do the throwing around, like Michael Michael Jordan said on the last dance, where he said, I want to put on some weight, 15 pounds, so I can put hurting on people instead of receiving the hurt. That's obviously going to be a growing process, but Jalen Green, he's definitely going to be there yeah. uh, at some point. And I see the superstar potential already in him. Yeah. If he's garnering a double team out of the shoot yeah. in the uh, Summer League. You just may if he if he goes on a run to start the season, you better believe at some point, and maybe a team might scheme that way. But we'll see, man, because there is a lot more talent on this team. Four draft picks already, first round picks to immediately catapult us. So GM Jalen Green's not the only draft pick. Let's move on to your boy, the God Alperine Sengot Alperine Sengot. Alperine motherfucking Sangoon doing work in the summer league. My God, dude, GM. I'm. I mean, you. This is why you're the GM. You wanted him. You got him. And talk to the people. Tell the people about your boy Alperine Sangoon, the Turkish monster. All I'm gonna say is that for my boy Alperine Sangoon, Sangoon, is that I am officially. A member of the Goon Squad. <laughs> Let's go. The Goon Squad. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> I believed in him. I really liked some of the highlights that I saw, but I didn't really see the true nuances of his game until we watched him in the Summer League. He moves like Pau Gasol. Mm. He's got footwork in the paint like Luis Scola, but he's got that touch from the outside. He like shoots the ball like Pau. Gasol. He does. He shoots the ball like Pau. He looks rainbow, he, rainbow. He moves just like him. It's crazy. And I think that it's amazing to see. And the 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 idea, you know, let's let's not put ideas into everybody's head. But when I was watching the summer league, you know what I'm saying? It's like Jalen Green and compared to Kobe Bryant. And, oh, you let's know, go. Give him the hot take. Sang- Give him the hot to take. Pau Gasol. Give him the hot take. A, that's a that's a pretty you know, that's a pretty good duo, if you ask me. So you've seen some you know? Kobe and Pal in, in this duo? Yes. Oh, 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 oh. I had to give that too. I had to I, give that I, too. I will, I will say that, you know, because I mean, you know, like, I don't know if you noticed, like, a lot of the two-man game that these guys were running, but they were running a lot of pick and roll. Just those two. And... Yeah. Singoon was Agreed. moving really well off the ball, Agreed. especially on a few inbounds plays where he was able to get easy moves into the bucket. Like he was taking shots with a lot of confidence. And I really, really liked that, you know? And here, I'll pull I, up his stat line for you too. His stat lines here so you can look at it, GM. So he averaged about fourteen and a half points in the summer league. And eleven rebounds. He and led the, uh, he led the team in, in rebounds easily. He was a monster over there. He had a knack for the ball. Uh-huh. And he had a lot of Kevin Love in there as well. The, w- the way he rebounded, he had a lot of knack. Like he was in the right place at the right time, right positioning, and the ball would just fall to him. He wasn't working too hard. It didn't look like he was laboring in the paint. And that's what was impressive. But I will say that he did look a little reckless when he was on offense in the paint with making his moves. It, it seemed like to me that he might have moved a little too fast certain aspects as the game is moving really fast for him. But obviously he's just a rookie. 
were okay. He can work a bit on his defense as well, but his positioning was good. He just doesn't have the quickness yet. But he made he had he made the right choices when we were watching in regards to his defensive decisions. Mm-hmm, he wasn't mm-hmm. jumping, he wasn't getting pump faked. But you know, obviously he couldn't get to the right spots, obviously, all the time, because this league is very, very quick. And for him, that's something that he will have to eventually catch up on. But he do will. I like what he I will. see? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He will be a piece on this team. I guarantee you. I believe in the man, Raphael Stone. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's absolutely in my respect. And we have highlights playing of the Rockets and Detroit. And there you go, right on cue. Alpine Sangoon hits a hits a layup, and <laughs> here we go, a move and a dunk right here. So you know, and that's another thing too that I think goes unnoticed and unchecked is Alpine Sangoon has he has he has some athleticism. He has some athleticism. His ability to put the ball on the floor to make a move to go to the basket. His first step his, his first step is low key quick. Not the fastest guy on the court. What impressed me most, GM? What impresses me most, and when it comes to basketball, is it offense or defense? Defense, of course. So what impressed me most about Alperin was his ability to stay with his man. Or the ability to handle switching, which I thought was good. His lateral movement was quicker than I anticipated. I didn't expect it to be as quick as it was. So I was pleasantly surprised. Alperin Sangoon, I thought the game was going to move. Initially, I thought the game was going to move too fast, which it did in times offensively. But defensively, he didn't lose his head at all, or if not, very few times. And he was very good on the floor, handling the switches. Basically, everything that I was touting... Basically, everything that I was touting Evan Mobley to be, Alperin Sangoon gives basically gives us that. So that's pretty incredible that you you netted that with the sixteenth pick. Now, granted, like I said, I'm always going to disclaim it by saying summer league talent. Should we go crazy over five games in summer league? Absolutely not. But are we? But are we okay to be excited about the about these prospects? Absolutely. Like, of course we should be, because if not, then what are we doing here? You know. So absolutely, I agree. I think Alperin Sangoon is going to be a rotation piece. Most likely gonna come off the bench. Um, da- no, he's Dan- definitely coming. Well, that the Daniel Tice signing through. You know, I think if Daniel Tice never got signed, I think Alperin Sangoon is the starter, or he would have been. A, he would have had a chance of being a starter. But with the signing of Daniel Tice, for sure, he'll definitely come off the bench. I mean, so, I think the signing of Tice will be good to teach. No, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It'll be a good similar body type, someone who plays the game similarly in some aspects mm-hmm. and he can teach them how to be professional not just Sangoon but a lot of other players as well well if you're going to have if you're going to have Wall Gordon Tice on the you know all there if they're going to stay there if we don't release Wall or if we don't trade Gordon then you know let's look at the positives and what they're going to be there for and obviously we're going to talk about this as we get closer to the season and obviously once we have our season previews but to look at the positives of having them on the court is it's obviously good to have this good veteran presence to help these young guys. So it's not just reckless. So they're not playing it up like drumming it up like the Sacramento Kings where it's just eternal abyss of like young players with no guidance. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think that's very good. Okay, let's move on with our valuations. But before we move on, we need to take time here to give a plug to the greatest and best anime streetwear label on this side of Houston. And that is our best friend's brand day motherfucking off are you tired of the same old anime tees are you tired of the same old mallcore look the first colony mallcore look animagic shout outs to those people do you want to see some older classic animes getting love well be sure to check out the brand day off for your retro anime goods with animes like macross neon genesis evangelion to cowboy bebop 
My Hero Academia, and my personal favorite, Shokugeki no Soma. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. You can use the code right now, Day Off Summit, for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That is D-A-Y-O-F-F.shop. I'm telling you right now, he's been dropping great, great products on his website, available for y'all now. Summer 2021, big time stuff. He has the present day, present time tee with the white shirt, with black lettering on the shoulder blades, kick-ass stuff. He has the know know yourself tee, absolutely amazing, 100% cotton, very, very, very comfortable with the front and the back with a white lettering and a black tee. He also has the Crybaby Hero tee, once again, classic, classic anime stuff, um, very good stuff, color, he has the color on it with a white shirt with black lettering, with some color lettering as well with the Crybaby Hero. And of course, he has a sidekick activity shorts, very, very comfortable. He only uses the best type of products and the best type of clothing, and the best part about it is he does it in-house. He does all of his screen printing in-house. What more can you ask for? He does everything himself. He's DIY. He does everything himself, and it's absolutely wonderful. So you know each product you buy is going to be well taken care of. Once again, you need to check out our best friend's brand, the best brand, the only brand in terms of anime streetwear label that you should buy, and that is Day Off. Day Off dot shop what's good everybody this is Timoteo Keister aka T Smooth and you are listening to Summit State of Mind podcast so GM let's move on to the most intriguing player in my opinion um in the summer league that I I mean I don't know what I don't know what the boy gentle what the gentleman was a. Uh, was doing when he was drinking that drink, but man, he's got some uh, he's got some future telling over there, man, because he was he was touting this man over here, Josh Christopher uh, at Jacob over here doing work. Because I mean, as as a whole, he was just absolutely he was he was incredible. He was the most probably most consistent. Um, he was consistently on the floor. A lot of good flashes of good, a lot of flashes of bad from time to time. But a proven, uh, I wouldn't say proven, but a, a sh- he showed his way of being a two-way talent so yeah. what, what did you think of josh christopher i thought that his defense and energy was tremendous i honestly think that he was probably the best defender in the summer league if you were watching I agree. It, he I agree. was everywhere and i mean he was he was playing very very strong and that's something that you want that type of energy that fearlessness it kind of had a little bit of vibes of towards like what uh beverly you know, a, like a little bit, a little Beverly bit. Beverly type energy. A little bit. Um, Without that he stupidity. brought in the defensive end. Yes, he played very smart. He wasn't playing, he wasn't playing dumb at all. Um, there will be things that I will say though that he can improve on. His three point shot was not good at all. He He's shot under raw. 20%. He's, He's extremely raw. raw. He's very raw. But yeah, I, yeah. but I will say this I liked his confidence in putting it up without remorse. I mean, let it fly. Yeah. I mean, you're not we're not winning a championship this year. Fuck that. Yeah, let it just, fly. He just kept and on it's the going. And I mean, I will say this. Like with the right coaching and time, especially put him next to John Lucas, that shot should improve. And I think we got big things coming for Josh Christopher. We saw flashes of so much, you know, but it's just that we need to remember that he is still very very raw mm-hmm. in regards to his talent. So, in regards to that, I thought that he was so good. Especially him alongside Jalen Green. Jalen Green is not a strong defender, but 
Josh Christopher is. So to see them play alongside each other, I thought there was just so much potential for what we could see as a dynamic backcourt in the future or even the nearer future. Who knows? But I just think that the addition of Josh Christopher is huge and the Rockets, I believe, made the right decision in regards to drafting him. So it wasn't what we thought initially, which was a a pick to satisfy Jalen, but more of it was the right pick for that. For you know, for for this team, you you'd have to say now, right? Yes. After seeing I, him now with our with our two eyes, not playing college ball, but actually playing for the Houston Rockets, you saw it. You showed his heart. Like he was. I mean, my God, when he got drafted, he was like all about H Town. Like he's obviously he. I think before you know, this is this isn't a stretch. I'll say this: before his time is done in Houston, he will easily be a fan favorite. He will be. He will go down as like. He'll go down like with the likes of like a Joe Green. He may go down with the likes of like and Von. Well, fuck yeah, Von Wafer, who may who endeared himself to the city. Like I, th- I feel like he's gonna be that type of guy. Yeah. So will he be like a great? There's always a possibility of that, of course. Um, but will he endear himself to the city? I absolutely, I absolutely agree. So he averaged about like 17 points and uh 78% from the free throw line. Defense was very good. Remember that uh, play when he ripped the, uh, ripped the number one pick. Oh yeah, Cade. That yeah. was real. You know, he he made a point. He made yeah. A he point wanted to, to he right? wanted to prove something at that moment. Absolutely. So let's move on here with my man, my main man, who came a little bit later in the in the summer league, but he made his way here. Thank God. Jet lagged and all. Uh, Usman Garuba <laughs> took the buyout from Real Madrid. Uh, my man is. Hmm. There's a. I, you know, I, I'm highly... T- am I still... Do I still believe in him? Absolutely, I still believe in him. You know why I still believe in him, GM? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because when... You, if you watched uh, Game 5, Houston-Portland, mm-hmm. he was by far the... Our, you know, Armani Brooks put up the points. Yeah. But are you talking about a, to- a the totality of the game offensively and defensively? Well, maybe not offensively, obviously. But defensively, he was incredible. I mean, let me give you a stat line. Usman Garuba was he he got eight points, five steals, six assists, and ten rebounds. That's like uh, that's a Draymond Green type stat line. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I think that's where his potential belies. Um, but Usman Garuba, what what was your and choose your words carefully because I love Usman Garuba. So <laughs> choose your words carefully on describing his play in the the summer league in the three games that he was able to play. Um, he was extremely raw offensively. Um, I do think that he can improve there. There's a lot to be desired in regards to his movement there. Please be kind. But I I see <laughs> a lot of the potential in regards to that. He doesn't have to be a playmaker, but he can just be a guy that can, you know, set the screens, be a lob threat. He's extremely athletic. His defense was next level. Next level. I mean, his defense, you got to agree. Like, the first game was, if you're going to judge it off the first game, I mean, my man was jet lagged. Jet lagged. Yeah. But I will go far as to say his defense is already NBA ready. Like, I feel like that, if anything, if anything's going to get him on the court, it will be the defense. Absolutely. But we have to also say that you're right. He is very raw. His decision making, he just looked like he wasn't exactly sure. I mean, think about it like this, though. He was playing, what, a few days before he jumped in the summer league? He was playing for. You know, team, what it was, France? No, he wasn't playing for France. What's his team? 
Shit. No, it was France. It was France, right? It was okay, France. that's why he I was guarding Giannis. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking. Clint no, no, he was guarding Giannis. Sorry, he was guarding uh, KD. Yeah, yeah. So he was playing for that team, and so you just imagine him jumping from that, literally dropped right in the middle of the summer league. You know what I mean? So just, just ima- So I guess to see that to jump from that to that right away, that that's kind of a lot to ask on a guy. But I'll tell you what, man, it is he's he's his body's NBA ready. I'll tell you that right now. That dude looked like a beast. I was like, what the. F- this dude is huge. Yeah, he is huge. Like he's he was got two two thirty. Jesus Christ, he's six eight two thirty. The man is banging in there in the boards and on the block, and he was just he was uh, bodying up all of those guys. Do you know and what he looked like? He looked like a NBA ready uh, NBA version of a Jordan Alvarez. That's the, <laughs> that was my comparison. I was like, Yo, Jordan's on the court. Look at that guy. Yeah, he's a big guy, and I think that he's he's going to be a good muscle. Agreed. I see that his ceiling in regards to impact, um, the way he plays, at, sprinkle him a little bit of attitude, that guy's Charles Oakley from mm. the Knicks. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He's got a lot of that size, like a lot that. of that like theory. That. You know, he's just big, and he's an intimidating figure. Um, the only difference with him is that he's a little bit more athletic, and I like that. With that anger, not anger per se, but he plays angry in regards to defense. But I just think that with that and you completely enhance that and coach it, man, he will be a game changer defensively. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I think uh, I think he's definitely going to be up there in terms of like I. We, if you went to our past episode, you know how I feel about how I feel about him. I, I love me some Usman Garuba, and I really hope he find some semblance of success in the NBA because he definitely deserves it. I mean, he was a freaking first-round draft pick, for God's sake. Okay, so let's move on here. Um, we, we covered the four rookies, but GM, I do want to talk about this guy because he only played in two games. But, I mean, he was head and shoulders. I mean, he was head and shoulders above everybody in terms of, like, the two games because he came in late because um, of COVID protocol. But Armani Brooks... Giorgio Armani Brooks is freaking, like, he was killing it. Like, you got the last game that he played against Portland. I mean, he had 30 points, uh, 10 of 19 from the floor, 9 of 17 from 3. So, he he he, sank, he shot and sank 9 threes. NBA, 3-point line, shots. Yep. And he nailed it. He nailed most of them. He nailed over 50%. He averaged 17 and a half points in the summer league out of those two games. So... Give me your opinion on Armani Brooks, uh, Houstonian, U of H, Armani Brooks. I will say this, that his game, the way he played against Portland, silky smooth. Mm. Silky I like that. I like that. smooth. I like that. Like one of my favorite pastime stores to shop at, Brooks Brothers, baby. Oh my gosh. I want to be classy. <laughs> I want to... Wow. I want to look like, you know, I'm made for the country club, because that's what I think of with Armani Brooks. The way he shot the ball with confidence and off and like off screens and he was just ready. He had the ultimate green light and he was not afraid of the moment. Like he was he was making all those shots to keep us in the game and to hit that game winner against them. Cold freaking blooded, you know, that was just he called for it. He made that cut and boom, he put it up and. I was like, as soon as he put it up, me and Kenny were both like, That's "This in. is going in." Yeah, it's in. This is going in easily. And and can I and can I just say, um, 
people are going to downplay it because it's summer league and i and and look for me personally like i get that i understand that it is just summer league but you know um when you think about it and jim i don't know do you remember what i said when i was talking about this game in particular like towards the end do you remember what i said honestly i don't okay well i'll i'll rem- i'll remind you and i'll and i'll tell everybody else you know this is this may be the only play time that some of these players may ever see some yeah. of these players are going to get cut Mm-hmm. Some of these players are going to go to the G League. Some of these players may go to the G League and not even get minutes. Mm-hmm. This is as good as it gets for them. This, you know, so so did it look? Was it a summer league game? Yeah. Was it raw around the edges? Yes. But at the same time, were were they treating it like Game Seven of the Finals? Absolutely, because this is as good as it may get for them. Yep. So this was a big win. I enjoyed it. We we shouted and screamed. It was more exciting than any game we had last season. Like. True. Because it was just incredible to see the heart. You know what I felt? I I got almost like college vibes yeah. out of it, like NCAA. Like. Well, because they they were full court pressing it after was, two it minutes was, left, it was great. and you could it. see that Portland wasn't ready for it. They didn't no. have the ball handlers for it, and the Rockets were able to execute, and that's what mattered. I mean, if you watch that game, we were down big, but the one thing I would like to say about that was Josh Christopher as the main ball handler and point guard. He ran that very well to the best that he could. With what we had as options. And I think. You had no Sangoon, you had no Green. Nope. And I think that he ran it very well. And he made good decisions. He did the best he could. But it kind of showed that with the right seasoning and coaching, that he could be that guy that could come off the bench and handle the ball for short spurts of time. Like when Eric Gordon, a la 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. Like in regards to that, I'm not saying he will play like Eric Gordon, just more so that you can trust him to run. The point guard role when people are on or are either injured or Which on the bench. Which is going to inevitably happen if John Wall and Eric Gordon are on this team. You know that they're going to go out with an injury. I'm 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 certain they're going to go out with an injury because it's just been the way it's been shaping. Absolutely, they're just getting older. This is another year, another year older. So I fully expect that. Okay, GM. So we covered the summer league. All right, we covered all five games. How each player that got spotlighted and how they performed. So, if we were to fast forward into the season here, based on what we see... Oh, and we also have to announce this. Houston, they're bringing back... Yo, Rockets, Bahama, Bahama Rockets are back, baby. They're going They're going back to the Bahamas. Oh, good. They're, they're going to they're gonna do a camp in the Bahamas, just the players. Did you know this? No, that's, oh, that's wow. awesome. Okay, so I'm dropping news. Uh, uh, Berman was the first to report it. I got to give credit where credit's due. I can't take credit for that. Um, Berman first dropped the news that they're going to be going to the Bahamas to... Doing it to do it, and and Gordon uh, was quoted as saying, "You know what? This is what we used to do. This is what we did before. Uh, a few years ago it was a great time. It was a great time for the players, for the team, for chemistry." And then Josh Christopher also said, "Like, you know, this is great for us. This is great for the team." Granted, like obviously a completely different time. That 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 happened in 2018, 2019. That was when Mello was a Rocket for God's sakes. I mean, you're. I mean, Chris Paul and James Harden were still on the Rockets, so a completely different time. Crazy, it was only two years ago, but um, mind blowing. But if you think, but I, I guess just for this team, for this time, I, it's incredible to see. Like, I'm really very excited about the prospect of that. Um, the way that their chemistry is going to come together. They're obviously not winning any titles whatsoever. Nope. But the chemistry building alone, that is why I always put Houston over like a Sacramento, like a New Orleans. Like, dare I say, like a Charlotte. You know, those teams that are just always in the bottom of the barrel. Granted, Charlotte was, you know, they were there um, in the play-in. But, you know, those are just your 
teams that are always just kind of bottom of the barrel. They're they're never they never do anything. It's the same shit over and over again. You have all these talented players, but you can't do anything about it. Like a lot of that is chemistry. I think a lot of that is chemistry, and the fact that they're doing that again shows that they're trying to build that. And I think that's awesome. That's what you need. That's a building block to be successful later. Absolutely. I think that what this team is doing, the difference between the Rockets and all the other bottom feeder teams, is that we have a culture. There's a culture that we build, oh, what a word, and there's strength and unity. And because of that, you don't see that with teams like Sacramento, New Orleans. Like those teams, they, they operate differently. And unfortunately, they're not like us. But yeah. because of that, I think that's the difference between winning cultures and teams that are just, you know, that are not like us in regards to winning. You know, yeah. like, no, I agree. I think it's that's the culture. That is being cultivated, and I think that it's a wonderful thing. And it's a great way to start. Like with these youngsters, especially the likes of uh, Jalen Green, Sengun, Garuba, and Josh Christopher, I think it's huge for them. And it's kind of showing them like the camaraderie mm-hmm. is important in a team. You know, granted, they are still individuals individual talents but when you're you're all collective collected to be a part of one everyone is a piece and Mm -hmm. i think it'll show the importance of that with them so i'm happy i think it's great like it's a great way to build on the culture piggyback on that because this is they play for the houston rockets this is a history of a team that wins we win we are not used to losing so in regards to that, I think that it'll be a big deal, and I'm very happy about that. No, I am too, and I think that is good for them. And, you know, even to, I guess to just expand upon it before we move on, um, would be, it, it's pretty cool when you think about it, GM. It's it's almost like this team is like like like, like a college team almost, you know? It's it's very interesting, the the gravitas behind it, because I think what's what's really cool is when you... This team going to the Bahamas, it's very young, and they're almost establishing like a college like culture. You can see that. I mean, obviously, are these guys businessmen at the end of the day? Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. But is Jalen Green? Yeah, of course Jalen. Let's not even act like it. Jalen Green's been building his brand. He's Dude's smart. Had, it's had millions of followers since he was in high school, so he's a smart guy. But at the end of the day, we've been we dealt with you know we always gonna bring up James Harden. We ran James <laughs> Harden you know for eight years of it. You know what I mean? And this is the first time where I really. Feel like we're working from the ground up where everyone's just kind of on an equal playing field no one is above the other and they're all coming together united as a team i think that honestly will we win a lot of games next year probably not will we get to will we be at 500 probably not but at the same time um it's a building block for for the future and you can if you can instill those qualities in in jalen green now from the shoot yep Coupled with his talent, I mean, come on, man, sky's the limit. There, you gotta agree. Like that's definitely where they're. That's definitely seems like where they're headed. I love it. I personally love it. So we can only pray that good things happen from here on in. And I'm excited to to get the reports and the the the, the vintage Bahama photo. Let's see, GM. I, I pulled it up here. Here you go. Here you go. There you go. I want a remake of this. I want a remake of this. So I got Carmelo Anthony down to one knee. I can easily see uh, Josh Christopher. Being right here with the hoodie on, uh, hoodie mellow. Jeez, uh, I got, I got, I got, you know, shirtless Chris Paul and Joe Green, 
And then I have like a, a shirt, James Harden, because he doesn't want to show his fat, obviously. But like, you know, this is just cool. You know, this was this was cool. There was championship aspirations here, but I I like this. I like building. This is great. And yeah. I think for you as a GM, you have to agree because this yeah. is who you are. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on here. But before we move on, we need to talk about another great sponsor, the best sponsor in the entire world in terms of voting. Tops in the entire world, and we are talking about the Argyle League. The GM is going to go ahead and cover this one. Big Brother, let them know how it is. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey, all while being taken care of by top-shelf professional barbers? That's right. This is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world they've also been featured in gq magazine their exclusive barbershop for the ncaa final four in 2016 they've also worked with sports radio 610 and hope lodge houston they were the official barbers for the sports illustrated swimsuit calendar launch party in 2017 and that's just a few accolades so if you're tired of your hair and you want to look like a gentleman i wait we highly recommend going to Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers located at 709 West Alabama Street, Houston, Texas. Visit their website, ArgyleLeague.com, to book an appointment. May I repeat that? The ArgyleLeague.com to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the summit. Thank you once again, GM, for another great ad another great installment thank you very much so let's move on here we're gonna go finish up on summit stradamus we're gonna bring summit stradamus back we're gonna do some predictions see where some of these players are gonna end up at the start of the season so we're gonna finish up here continue and listen with us here on the summit state of mind Let's talk about, uh, once again, we're going to dive into the four rookies, but we're going to do a little something here. Let's predict right here. Um, let's say that the we're at training camp, right, or training camp's already over with. We're getting near the start of the season. Let's 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 turn on our Summit Stradamus hats and mm-hmm. just kind of see how far we can get with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a name, and you're going to tell me if the, this guy's either going to start, come off the bench. There'll be four options. Start. Come off the bench with minutes, stay on the bench with no minutes, mm-hmm. or goes to the G League. So, let's start with Jalen Green. Out of the shoot. Starter. Easily, right? Easily. He should be, right? Mm-hmm. But why do I feel like... He's coming off the bench? Why do I feel like EG might start? Why no, do I feel like that's the not, game? It's not going to be EG. I, honestly, me, right? I okay. think that if anyone comes out, if anyone starts, you're going to hate me for saying this. Good God. It's going to be Daniel House. Who will start at the three? Fucking kill me. See, look. Okay, that's even worse. So you know what I mean? Like, so the, my, my man won't hand the number over. He won't hand the number over to to, to Jalen Green. And now we're. I don't, I'm done with Daniel. I'm so. Uh, I don't. Understand. I think if Jalen really wants it, he he'll he'll pay him for it. You know. I mean, it's just that's just how, so how it works. Stupid. That's how it works in the league. He's a rookie. Daniel House is probably just going to be like, "Hey, rook, like, no." And yeah, I, yeah, I get that. That's it's okay. fine. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, the number thing, I'm just giving him shit. But I think in total, though, if we're talking about Jalen Green, I mean, he better start, right? Like you, I okay, want so. him to start at the three, personally. Okay. okay. As of right now. So I, I pulled up a projected, this is fake, but it looks super real. Look at that. 
<laughs> That's actually a pretty formidable starting five. Yes, so I like John that Wall, starting five. John Wall at the one, Kevin uh-huh. Porter Jr. at the two, Jalen yeah. Green at the three, Christian Wood at the four, and Daniel Tice at the five. Yeah, I like that I lineup. actually really I like that. I think that's a good lineup. I think that's um, great. We're not going to win a lot, but I think we're going to win more than last year. How much do you want to bet we'll beat the good teams, though? I feel like we're <laughs> you know what play I mean? well like, against I like, yeah. certain teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see us playing well against the likes, not the Lakers, but they'll watch us match up well with Brooklyn for some weird reason. Yeah. Watch us play against Milwaukee really well, and Jalen Green has something that Giannis can't do, or whatever. I don't know. That would be insane. I don't know, but I'm just I'm I'm just spitballing here. That okay. has no merit. Everything yeah. I just said has no merit. Oh no no it's no! It's just let's, more let's hold so. On to it. Let's like, start another headline. Let's do I feel it. like we're gonna get <laughs> swept by the Pistons because Kate Cunningham just is just not gonna like Jalen Green. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that happens. Um, okay, so your 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 man, uh, the Goon Squad. I'll bring Sangoon. Uh-huh. Starter, off the bench with minutes, on the bench with no minutes, G League. Off the bench with minutes. Okay. Pending, pending the rotation. Um, as long as, you know, Daniel House is there, he's going to take minutes. He can play three in the four. He can guard anyone from one through four. Um, but we'll see Sangoon. It just all varies based on practice. Training camp will be telling preseason, especially the rotations oh, that Silas might run. That's going to be huge. I want, I want yeah. to see that. Agreed. But I personally think that Singoon will be getting minutes off the bench. I don't think it's going to be a lot. He will be averaging between like 15 to 18 to 20 minutes on the higher side. But I think it's going to lean more towards 12 to 15 for okay. me. Well, it still gets minutes. Yes. Still gets some, some consistent playing time. Yes. He may, and this is what sucks here, is if he just, just struggles in his minutes, they may just send him down to the G League just so he can get consistent playing time. If if, if the lack of minutes is what causes that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. though. Do you remember uh, Do you remember my one of my favorite players of all time, Drazen Petrovic? What, part of his reason why he was frustrated with Portland is because he wanted 30 minutes. Yeah. 28 to 30 minutes to prove who he was and you're only giving him 8 to 10 it's he's not going to be able to do much exactly so you know what i mean so so that may happen with singun i agree though i think he should have come off the bench with his with minutes the daniel tice signing obviously pushes him to the bench because i think if we didn't have daniel tice he would have started but i'm happy with the daniel tice signing and i'm and i agree with you 100 i think he should come off the bench yeah with minutes but we'll I see mean, i mean we'll you, see we're gonna we're gonna run a lot you're gonna see a lot of kj martin at the four as well so you know think about it like that like they might run a little bit smaller KJ is what six five six 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 seven, uh, but he can compete with five. he can still compete with the big guys. He's got that athleticism and the size. He bulked up. Now, granted, if you guys watch the workout videos, my man bulked. KPJ bulked up. I'm gonna make a bold prediction, and I'm gonna say he's gonna go for MIP this year. Oh, uh, that's, sure. a, and, that's and we'll definitely a possibility. Predict, we'll predict this later. I'm obviously we're gonna do predictions later on um, as we go towards the season. But yeah, I'm already saying this prematurely. But um, let's let's move on here and let's go to the twenty third pick, Usman Garuba, my one of my personal favorite. Um, does he start? Does he come off the bench with minutes? Does he stay on the bench with no minutes, or does he go to the G League? G League, mm. straight to the G League. His offense is too raw. Oh, damn it, Bobby! I just don't see it. it sucks. I don't see a gateway for him to get into the rotation with the way he he plays offense. I hate to say that, but it's just true. Um, defense is huge, but at the same time. I think that offense is such a big deal. I mean, if he can perfect like the pick and roll with a Jalen Green or you know an Eric Gordon when coming off the bench, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I can see it, but I just don't see him having an avenue to the rotation presently. 
That's just me, though. If he goes gangbusters in preseason and training camp and just wills his way to a spot, then that is probably the only way he gets a roster. I mean, that, a roster that'll spot. be a slap into the goon squad's face, to be honest. Because oh, I mean, because yeah, he will put some is head over yeah, heels yeah. more. Well, that's what I'm saying. Though. I mean, it's in it, but that's what I'm saying. It's play. probably not going to happen. Like he has yeah. to be basically perfect just to make the roster at the start. Touche. So yeah. Unfortunately, I do agree with you. G League, G League, G League. To but you don't worry, don't you worry, uh, don't you worry, Usman fans. It won't be forever. He'll make his. He'll make his point. He'll come up. It'll happen. So okay, GM. Let's move on to the twenty fourth uh, NBA draft pick, Josh Christopher. Um, this is where we may we may differentiate here. So start. Does it come off the bench with minutes? Does it stay on the bench with no minutes? Or does it go to the G League? I think it's a mixture of. Uh coming off the bench with minutes and G League because I don't think he's going to sit in Houston. In, I game think one, in game one, in game one, uh, I think we're playing Minnesota. I think it's Minnesota. I have to double check. But in game one of 82, is he there? Is he in the Rockets uniform? No. Okay. Armani Brooks is going to be ahead of him in the rotation. If you're asking me personally, that's what's going to be. Um, Armani Brooks has earned a spot. But I think that Jacob, there's no in between there. He's not sitting on the bench with no minutes. If he's called up, yeah, there's no way. They, that's the option. Um, he has to play, in my opinion. But I think he starts in the G League. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I I uh okay. I agree. Partially, um. It's hard. It's gonna be hard to crack this rotation. There's actually a lot of talent, oddly enough. There actually is quite a lot of talent. It's just because John Wall and and Eric Gordon. If those two weren't here, honestly, Jacob probably is. He's in the rot. He's probably in the rotation. He'll probably get minutes. He'll come off the bench with consistent minutes. Yeah. But having someone like John Wall and Eric Gordon there with Armani with Sniper Brooks there, who I'm still working on to get on the podcast. I'm I'm still I'm working on him right now. So hopefully we can loosen him up and get Sniper Brooks on the pod. But um, that's neither here nor there. But anyways, I hope that I hope that Jacob does work regardless of where he goes, whether it's G League coming off the bench. But I know wherever he goes, he's gonna put his heart into it. So absolutely. So good stuff there. All right, GM. So at that point, we're gonna end this episode here. Um, obviously we we made it a point to not make it too long, but at the same time, you know, we wanted to make sure that we covered the summer league because you know, just in case, uh, people. Didn't know that we watched it. We did. We covered every game. We watched every game. We watched every minute, um, and we gave our full opinion on both players. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, on both on on all the players, and you know. So, what did you? I guess overall, before we go home here on the pod, do you have anything to say regarding anything or summer league or whatever, what have you? Trade John Wall, please, for by any means, trade John Wall. Can I get him a title. Get him a title. Because really, you know what? I, I'm kind of the point now where I'm like, Eric Gordon, I, th- I think he's just, I think he's just cool. I think he's just like, all right, whatever. Fuck he's it. okay with taking it. I mean, yeah. I think he loves Houston, not for <laughs> basketball, but because of the women. <laughs> if I, no, no offense to Eric Gordon. Um, I respect loves, it, Jesus, but I don't know if anyone it. has seen that uh, the stories of, um, we know somebody who, who, who has worked for the Houston Rockets. I will not mention him by name, but, when he told me 
and said that I've seen him walk into every game with a different girl. He is not joking. He has a specific demo that he really likes. And I will say that that demographic is heavy in Houston and Eric Gordon loves it. And I am not, I am okay with it. If that's how he wants to live his life, I respect it. There's nothing wrong with it, Mm. but I think he's content with being on a shitty team. Okay. John Wall. He needs to go to a contender. John Wall, I think he needs to be able to accept a buyout, but he's too stubborn. He wants his money. I respect that. I I, I mean, uh, I mean, do you really though? I mean, like, do you need him or Kevin Love will accept a buyout? I know it's really funny, and it makes no sense to me. Story with Kevin Love, I think that's really hilarious because that they just had signed Markinen. If if Blake Griffin can accept a buyout, these two can accept a buyout. So I'm going to say this, John Wall. Even you, Kevin Love, you don't even play for us. For the city, for the for the city of Houston. For your respective cities, (laughs) please accept a buyout. Just let these guys flourish. Let these youngsters get some minutes. Well, see, okay, I'll counter real quick before we go home and say that Kevin Love already won a title. So I feel like he just doesn't care. Touche. But, I mean, John, Johnny boy, you were a stud. You were one of the best point guards in the NBA for a period of time. Mr. Dougie, dude. Go to a contender and go for a title. Yes, because KPJ should run this offense. Yep, yeah, I I'm, agree. If I have an opinion, give him a shot. Give Kevin him a chance. Porter Jr. should be running the Houston Rockets offense, and we're going to be seeing this. John Wall, and we're going to be clamoring for it. I feel like after the first like five games, we're just going to be like, okay, I've seen enough. I want KPJ no, to run. The here's show. a bold prediction right here. Within the first ten to fifteen games, you will slowly see John Wall's minute in, minutes decrease. To where you will see more of KPJ running the offense. Maybe you'll get the buyout at And that you'll point. see a lot more of maybe a KPJ, Eric Gordon, Jalen Green lineup. And I'm okay with that. I had to give it the Ray fist bump. Yeah, even though Ray, our, our boy, um, does Shout not like fundamental, Mr. Fundamental. Does not like Eric Gordon. But I'm no, okay with no, it. But I'll, yeah, I'll still do it. I'll still do it. But I will keep him. Um, but I want to see that three-headed monster personally. I don't want to see John Wall anywhere near the court. I loved John Wall, but I don't want him anywhere near the court. To build the, for the culture of this team, agreed. Absolutely, agreed, one hundred percent. And and for my and for my go home, KPJ MIP. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. KPJ MIP all day, every day. My dude's doing work. He's gonna be a monster. I really feel like that. He, I, I think he's gonna average at least twenty points a game this year. It's pretty bold, but I think he's capable. So we'll see. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff obviously happening here. Uh, on on the go home here in the next few weeks, especially for the Summit State of Mind, just. You know, we don't – the last thing that we would ever want to do is make you anticipate stuff. But I'm telling you all right now, the GM is doing some work. I'm doing some work. Y'all stay tuned. There's going to be some exciting stuff ahead for this for this uh, lowly uh, podcast with a cult following. Um, I will stand by with the GM present here and say that we are the best Houston Rockets podcast. I don't give a crap who's in front of us. We are, if you type in Houston Rockets on Apple Pod, we are the fourth podcast that pops up. And I feel like we're better than all three. I'm just saying. But that's just... Get us to number one, guys. Get us to number one. And that's what matters. So there's a lot of good stuff ahead. I'm not going to say what's ahead, but we can announce this anyways because the Von Wafer thing, we had already um, announced it on Instagram and we announced it on Clutch Fans. Shout outs to Clutch Fans. You guys are great and fantastic. Thank you so much for all that y'all do for the listens and for the questions that are going to come our way. We're going to do a Q&A. With Mr. Von Wafer. Wow. That we will. Holy crap. Confirmed. Confirmed already. He already said, let's do it. So this is going to be some great stuff. So we're excited for that. That's going to be an incredible episode. Absolutely. Um, but that's all we can divulge. Can't say anything else. Uh, 
there's a lot of stuff in the works right now for for our podcast. And we're uh, very excited yeah. and we're hopeful. Um, hopefully, all the pieces will fall where they may, and um, we'll run with it. So let's go. Yeah, I'm excited. This will be a lot of fun stuff, and it's going to be a fun time uh, for our podcast and for all the listeners out there. So big time thank yous to all of you, and big time thank yous to my man, the GM. Thank you very much. We're in person. We're not on Zoom. We're in person. You're right next to me. Yeah, we're stuff. good. We're good. That was good stuff, yeah. and I'm um, very happy and uh, happy to be back. You know, in the same room. You know, to That's record. What we, do. That's what we do best, as opposed to having to Zoom, Zoom, <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> well, we have to do what we did. We got to do what we got to do. Obviously, with the pandemic going on, and you're gonna hear that on the go home. But yeah, obviously, good stuff. So, GM, thank you very much once again for coming on the pod. Amazing stuff. Great dude. Great person. Love you, bro. And we have nothing but love for each and every one of y'all that have continued to support this podcast from day one, from episode one, all the way up to episode 44, the Chuck Hayes episode. I think he's I think he's number 44. I got to double check for confirmation, but I'm pretty sure he's 44. But thank you once again, 44 episodes in, and we are still going strong. The only weekly episodic Houston Rockets podcast out there, the best Houston Rockets podcast out there. And we are here continuing on, trucking on weekly with more surprises in store for y'all so hopefully you continue to listen and support us as we continue to um, move on up because we continue to get bigger and better and become the best podcast that we can be uh, not just for ourselves but for each and every one of y'all and we appreciate y'all so thank you for that give us a follow on instagram at summit state of mind underscore pod or give us a follow on twitter at summit som pod as we continue to post stories continue to post anything really that is rockets related uh, we keep you up to date as fast as we can anytime there's an update a signing a trade a release anything like that we're definitely on the forefront so continue to follow us for that uh follow shots and thoughts uh snt pod obviously uh they play games you get to learn about stuff and the best part is you drink nothing better than that so go ahead and give them a follow as well we could all use it and the pandemic is still going on uh and it's actually going on a lot faster now so if you do not have the vaccine please make sure that you are masked up Please make sure that you are washing your hands for 20 seconds. Make sure that you are taking care of yourselves. And most importantly, in this day and age, we got to make sure that we take care of each other. And on the sign off and on the go home from the GM and myself, we'll be seeing you all next week, Tuesday. You know what that means? A brand new episode of the Summit State of Mind podcast from our voices straight to your beautiful listening ears. Q&A with Von Wafer coming up next week for y'all. So be on the lookout for that. See you next time. See you next week. Take care. Summit. Four, 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 four.